Hey, this is Josh Herrera, and I'm the pastor of Lighthouse Church North County, and this is our podcast. Wherever you are and however you are listening, I want to say thank you for tuning in to what we are teaching at Lighthouse. Our desire is that these messages would help you to fulfill your God-given potential. If this message impacts you, share it with someone you know. We are on this journey together, becoming more like Jesus, one day and one step at a time. Now here's today's message. We hope it blesses you. And let's dive into the Word of God. Does that sound good, everybody? All right, go with me to the book of Luke, chapter 2. I want to read a passage of Scripture here, verses 8 through 11, very apropos with our theme today. And it reads as follows. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy. Everybody say great joy. Great joy joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. For the next few moments, I want to preach to you on this thought that I have entitled Joy is Here. Do me a favor, look at your neighbor and tell them, Joy is Here. Hey, it's my custom to pray before we dive into the sermon. Right there where you're at, would you bow your heads and let's pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to dive into your word. We thank you so much for this privilege that you would allow us to gather in this place and in this space to celebrate your birth. We don't take it lightly, God. It was just a year ago where we couldn't even do this. It was just a year ago where the opportunity to gather together wasn't given to us, but we're here now, and we are so anxious for all that you have for us. We pray that you speak to us today out of the power of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Clap your hands one more time. Lighthouse Church, joy is here. How many enjoyed the worship team singing today? I just, incredible. How many of you sing that good in your head? Or maybe in the shower or in the car? How many when you're in your car, like, like you feel like when I'm singing in my car, I'm like Mariah Carey or, or I'm like John Legend, you know what I'm saying? And I'm talking about the young Mariah Carey, not the one that she, anyway. But thank you to the worship team for leading us in worship. Y'all did a phenomenal job. And as you guys sang that song, Joy is Here, that's what I really want to talk to you about today. They were talking about the joy of the Lord being our strength. And I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about joy. And um, what does it mean to have joy? And and if joy is here, what what can we expect with joy? So I, I go to the Bible and I look at the very first time that the word joy is mentioned in Scripture. If you are a student of the Bible, this is actually something called the first mention principle. Anytime the, a word is mentioned for the very first time, it begins to set a precedent for how that word should be defined throughout the entirety of the Bible. It's called the first mention principle. Y'all came to church and you're learning some Bible college type stuff already. But um, in the first mention principle, I thought it was kind of funny because 1 Samuel 18, 6, this is where we first read the word joy in all of the Bible. It says, now it happened as they were coming home, they being the army of Israel, when David was returning from the slaughter, somebody say slaughter. Not really a Christmas word, okay, but from the slaughter of the Philistine that the woman had come out of all the cities of Israel singing and dancing to meet King Saul with tambourines, with joy, and with musical instruments. Again, this is the first time we read this word joy in the Bible, and it's talking about the slaughter, 
of a Philistine army. Now, all the soccer moms and the football dads in the room, you know what I'm talking about when your kid like wins a game and it's a slaughter, right? Like you ever been there where your kid's team just like piled it on it? It makes you feel some kind of joy, right? It makes you feel like, yeah, my team's incredible. Now, the only thing is in, 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 in this war and in Bible times, when, when it's talking about slaughter, it's not talking about who scored the most points. The type of joy that they had was over the fact that a lot of men, a lot of boys, young men were killed in battle. And, 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 when, and when Israel comes back home, there's great joy over this slaughter. Again, in the first mention, it's kind of like, man, that's a, that's a dark side of joy. But there's an aspect in there and there's a truth in there that I really want to tug on. And, and that's the first thing here. I think that there is joy found in victory. And if you're taking notes, write that down. There, there's joy found in victory. So, so let's lodge that down because that's the first mention of joy. We want to understand what is joy. Well, joy is found in victory. Now, it would go on in scriptures and talk about joy in other contexts, primarily in the form of worship. And thankfully, this word evolved, right? Joy wasn't always the result of war and death and slaughter. But, but we would see later that as the, the, the Jews would offer up worship and praise to their God, the Bible would say that they did that with joy. Somebody say joy. And so we, we see that, that joy is not just victory, but, but joy is also found in worship. How many of you find joy in worship? We find great joy in worship. So, so the Bible first describes joy as having victory, and then, and then the Bible talks about joy being present when we worship. But, but let me take you to another scripture that talks about joy. And that's in Nehemiah chapter 8, verses 10, verse 10. Nehemiah said, go and enjoy choice food and sweet drinks and send some of those who have, and send some to those who do not have anything prepared. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, 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 here's another reference of joy. And, and the context here is that in Nehemiah, the, the Jews had just rebuilding the walls that surrounded their city that had been torn down in, in, in battle. And they, they built these walls in a record 52 days. They, they rebuilt all the walls surrounding the city. Now, their joy filled the city, but they were also exalted. They were, they were also just like, they were so um, tired. I mean, they, they, they were just like burned out from what they just did and reconstructing the walls and 52 days. And yet, this is what the writer tells them. He says, now I want you to rest. You guys have worked so hard. Now I want you to rest because the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength. And that lets me know that we find joy in resting. There is joy in resting. Now, I think y'all can relate to that. How many of you like to rest? Where's all my resting people? Yeah, some of y'all like to rest too much, though. It went from, like, rest to lazy. You're like, I'm a professional rester, Pastor Josh. I'm, like, gifted at but, but I love this, and, and this is actually something I'm going to dive into in January for those of you that are coming back to church, and we'd love to see you back here in January. I certainly hope the next time we see you is not in Christmas 2022. 
We'd love to see you back here again. And I'm going to talk about this. So maybe this will give you a reason to come back. But the Bible says that in our rest, we find joy. The joy of the Lord becomes our strength. We're renewed by the joy that we find in Christ. And, and what an incredible concept to digest. Amen, Lighthouse Church? That, that in our rest, we can be strengthened. In our rest, we can be renewed. In our rest, we can be rejuvenated. And the writer says that it's the joy of the Lord that's going to produce strength on the inside of us. I think a lot of us are tired because we don't rest. I think that we have put a premium on people who work really, really hard. And I get that it's part of our culture. I mean, we're America, you know what I'm saying? Like, we work hard, and, and, and we don't take days off, and we're team no sleep. But uh, all throughout the scriptures and what I'm learning is if you never rest, you never give God the opportunity to work. Because as long as you're working, he's not working. As long as you're striving, you're not giving them a place to work. But when we rest, that's when God says, okay, now let me multiply what you've done. While you rest, I multiply your labor. While you rest, I multiply your seed. While you rest, I multiply your efforts. And this is something that is just a beautiful concept taught in Scripture. Let me give you another little nugget with it. Uh, in the day of creation, God created the earth in seven days, right? And what day did he create man? On the sixth day, he creates man on the, on the sixth day. And then on the seventh day, God rested. The seventh day was God's last day, but the seventh day was man's first day. So what's the first thing that man did after he was created? He rested. He rested. Why? Because the Bible teaches us that you work from a place of rest. You don't rest after you've worked. Again, more to come in January, more to come in January. But the Bible says this. It says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. So I, I bring all of that in together because I'm taking us on this journey of what is joy. So we know that joy is victory. We know that joy is found in worship. We know that we find joy in rest. Have we learned all there is to know about joy? Well, let me take you to another passage of Scripture. Let's go to the Psalms. Psalms 16, verse 11. The writer David said this, You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is the fullness of joy. Somebody say the fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This concept right here, in God we find the fullness of joy. In God, we find the fullness of joy. Now, this is the way I read the scriptures. If you find the fullness of joy in God, then you can find incomplete joy somewhere else. If the fullness of joy is found in him, then you can find an incomplete joy elsewhere. Or what I'll call a joy that's not lasting. You ever met someone that doesn't have complete joy? Or have you ever been a part of something or given your life to something that you thought was going to produce a lasting result and the more you got into it, the more you realize, I don't know if this is going to last. Have you ever been there before? Maybe you got into a job and everything was good the first few weeks and then you realize, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay in this place. I don't know if this is it's all that it's cracked up to be. But, but here when it's talking about joy, I really lean in with the what the writer David is saying because the writer is saying that the only way to find complete joy is in God. You can't find complete joy apart from God. You can find some kind of joy. Like I said, victory 
some kind of joy. Resting? So, I mean, how many are happy when you're on vacation? A lot, a lot. You're very joyful. When you're, what happens when vacation's over? Ugh, gotta come back to my job. But when your joy is rooted in Christ, when your joy is rooted in who he is, that's why the Bible says that in the presence of the Lord, there is the fullness of joy. Somebody say the fullness of joy. It's a type of joy that doesn't move just because the vacation is over. It's the type of joy that doesn't move just because your team lost on Thursday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Praise the Lord. It's the type of joy that doesn't go away just because things don't go your way. And that's what real joy is. Joy is a choice and not a feeling. I think a lot of people have confused joy with happiness. Happiness is how you feel when things go your way. But joy is a choice. Joy is making the decision that no matter what happens in my life, I'm going to choose joy because I find my joy in Christ. I find my joy in God. I find my joy in who he is, what he's done for me. And it doesn't move based on my sports team or whether vacation is over or whether vacation was a flop or anything else that happens in life. My joy is rooted in who he is. So as we define joy, David drops the mic and he says, you only find the fullness of joy in God. That's why there's a lot of people that have a lot of stuff that you think will make you happy and yet they're not happy. But if I had the money they had, I'd be happy. Well, they have the money that you think would make you happy and they're not happy. Why is that? Because stuff does not equate to the presence of God. And so oftentimes we think if I just get this, or if I run to the next this, or I can just acquire this, this will make me joyful. But David said, you can only find joy in God. You're only going to find complete and full joy in God. And so David writes this in Psalms, but now let's bring it to Christmas. Y'all ready to talk about Christmas? If the fullness of joy is in God. Then here in the book of Luke, as we're reading about the shepherds announcing that great joy is coming, you've got to understand what's happening. When, when, when God is stepping into time, when, when, when the Son of God is coming now to earth to walk among us, the Bible says that the angels make this great announcement and lets everybody know great joy is here. You see, David wrote about a type of joy that he would never experience because David didn't live to see the birth of Jesus. But when Jesus comes here, now that full joy that was only found in the presence of the Lord, that full joy is now brought here to earth. And the writer says, and the word became flesh, or if you may, and joy became flesh and dwelt among us. And isn't it a beautiful thing to think that God did not leave joy in heaven, never to be enjoyed here on earth, but God brought joy into this earth. And that's why we're singing and celebrating about the birth of Christ, because joy has come. See, here's the thing. Jesus personifies joy. Let's say that again. Jesus personifies joy. Joy, if you're reading the Psalms, it's this concept. David is talking about this fullness of joy that that exists in the presence of the Lord. And then Jesus shows up and he shows you this is what joy looks like. This, This is what joy looks like. Looks like. 
Now, now, if you've read the scriptures and if you've looked at the life of Jesus, Lighthouse Church, was every day a good day for Jesus? Not necessarily. There were days where Jesus was hated. There were days where they tried to kill him. There were days when he was rejected. There were days when he was run out of cities. And yet, Jesus was the personification of joy. And the reason I believe Jesus had to personify joy, and I want you to get this, is he wanted to teach us how to live a life filled with joy. Now, how many want to live a life filled with joy? I said, how many want to live a life filled with joy? And I think it is so beautiful, and that's the power of the Christmas story, is that the Word becomes flesh and dwells among us. God comes here to earth, and He lives among us. And, and, and what is He doing? He's giving us an example. He's showing us what heaven come to earth looks like. He, he's, he's showing us what a life lived full of joy looks like. And everywhere Jesus goes, he's affecting change. And everywhere Jesus goes, he's making a difference. And everywhere Jesus goes, people are being impacted just by his presence. Isn't that a beautiful thing when we read the scriptures? I mean, that's what we're celebrating, right? That's, that's the powerful thing that we are celebrating this Christmas season, that, that Jesus would, would, would come and live and dwell among us. And I wrote it down this way. Joy was manifested to us in Jesus. Joy was manifested to us in Jesus. And I'm coming to a close now, but, but here's the thing. Joy was manifested to us in Jesus, but, but can we, let me take you to the last passage of Scripture here. And it's in Galatians chapter 5, verse 22, because Jesus, he eventually goes to a cross and he dies for our sins and he is buried in a tomb and in three days later he resurrects from that tomb y'all know the gospel story and for 40 days after he's resurrected for about 40 days he's hanging around on earth right just like resurrected dead guy just walking around earth you know it's kind of weird it's also kind of powerful and and so he's walking around for 40 days and then jesus is like i'm going home and he he ascends to the heavens right and you might think, okay, well, joy was personified, but now joy is gone. So what am I supposed to do with that, Jesus? I think it gets us down to this passage of Scripture right here in Galatians chapter 5. Paul says this, but the fruit of the Spirit is love. Somebody say that next word with me. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Hold on a second. The fruit of the Spirit, that word, there it is again, joy. It's back now. But wait a second. If joy's in the fullness of God, and then the fullness of the Godhead dwelled in him bodily, so, so all of heaven is summed up in the appearance of who Jesus is, but now Jesus is gone. Does that mean my, does that mean my joy is gone because Jesus is gone? Because if he's, if, if, if he's joy personified and he's now in heaven, where, where does that put me? You got to understand that all of that, everything we read, victory over sin, everything we read about how it's, it's worship, it's, it's a place of rest, and, and then Jesus comes and personifies joy. He does all of that to bring us to this place now where he doesn't want joy to just be present with us, but he wants joy to be present within us. It's one thing for joy to be around you, but it's another thing for joy to be on the inside of you. 
You see, it wasn't enough just for joy to be manifested to us. Here's the last thing that I want you to get. Ultimately, the plan of God was for joy to be manifested through us. Come on, somebody. Ultimately, the plan of God was for joy to be manifested through us. That's why when you are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit, joy fills you. And when joy fills you, you can now manifest the same joy that Jesus demonstrated while he was here on this earth. And I love how if, and we just did it here in 20 minutes, we went through a joy journey, just looking at all the different places joy is mentioned in scriptures and how everything is just a little different until we get to this place where Paul says it. And when the spirit of God fills you, when he breathes on the inside of you, that joy that was only in his presence now can fill you. How many of you want to be filled with the joy of the Lord? I said, Lighthouse Church, how many of you want to be filled with the joy of the Lord? If there ever was a time when we needed the church to be filled with the joy of the Lord, it's right now. Because the darker this world gets, the more your joy lights this world up. And God is looking for a church that is so full of joy that we are able to affect change just the way that Jesus affected change. Everywhere Jesus went, things are changing. He's touching people. They're being healed. Everywhere that Jesus goes, lives are being changed. And then here we have Christ saying, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to get that joy and I'm going to put it in you. And some of you need this joy this holiday season because maybe this is your first holiday season doing this without your spouse because your marriage didn't make it through the year. Maybe you're having to do this holiday season and you lost a loved one in 2021 or you're still grieving the loss of a loved one in 2020. Or or maybe you're going through Christmas this year and you don't have a job and you're not feeling very joyful right now. Or maybe it's something else. All I know is that we as a nation are grieving there's just a lot of grief that we are going through as a nation. And, and, and as much as we're celebrating, there's a little still cloud hanging over this nation and this country and for very real reasons. And I'm not minimizing it. We've gone through some stuff that we've not gone through in 100 years as a country. And, and I understand the very real impacts of all of that. But when you've got joy on the inside of you, you make a decision to put on a smile in spite of all the hell that's breaking loose in your life. When you've got joy on the inside of you, you're able to love on people even when you're hurting. When you've got joy on the inside of you, you're able to bring change everywhere you go. And Lighthouse Church, I've come to tell you that joy is here. But I'm also here to tell someone that came And you're like, man, I just came because I was invited. They said there was going to be churros and I could use some of that tonight. They said there was going to be snow and I can't make it out to Big Bear this year. So I'll come play in the Vista snow. Praise the Lord. But maybe right now you're thinking, man, I want some of that joy. I mean, that preacher's tripping. How could he really be that joyful? I mean, I I need some of that joy because I've got a lot going wrong in my life right now and things aren't the way they should be and I need some of that joy right now well I've got good news for you joy is here 
and you have the opportunity to receive that joy. I believe that God wants to bring a great change to your life today. I believe God wants to do an incredible thing in your life right now. I believe that God wants to reveal himself to you. If this is the first time you've ever been in an environment like this and you want to receive that type of joy, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. So in a moment, I'm going to pray for you and give you a chance to respond. But just this past Wednesday, I was reminded of what joy looks like once again. I want to shout out and appreciate all of the hard-working dream team here at Lighthouse Church. Can we clap our hands for the hard-working team at Lighthouse Church? Work so hard to make everything possible. But at the last minute, we got this phone call from the California Highway Patrol saying, we need a location to host this Chips for Kids event. And uh, they didn't give out chips, they gave out toys. I know, kind of weird title, but we rolled with it, you know what I mean? But, uh, but, but listen, I, I got a text today from the family member here at the church that organized it and said, Lighthouse Church, they did the tally. We were able to give away toys to 300 children this past Wednesday. 300 kids. And one of the messages came through on Facebook. Lady said, had it not been for this event, there wouldn't have been any presents under our tree. Think about that for a second. Had it not been for this event, she put that, she was willing to name it and everything, put it out there. Thank you, Lighthouse Church. Thank you, Highway Patrol. She thanked the member of our church. I'll leave her name out for right now. But she's like, without Wednesday? She said, there'd be zero toys underneath our tree. I was reminded what joy looks like. Because even some people on our team were like, I ain't got much to put under the tree, but I'm going to show up anyway, and I'm going to serve other people. And I'm going to light up this city, and I'm going to give all that I can. And I'm just going to serve other people and be the hands and feet of Jesus and just show joy and love and good tidings and just bring it at this time of year. So I am so grateful for everyone who calls Lighthouse Church their home for all of the hard work that they have done to serve other people. But again, Wednesday, I was reminded of what joy is. That's what joy is. And Lighthouse Church, don't wait for another event to spread joy. Let God use you. You got a few more days before Christmas, but my prayer is you would show joy at some point this week, that you would bring joy to your coworkers, bring joy to your homes, bring joy to your crazy family members, bring joy everywhere we go. He put joy on the inside of you when he filled you with his spirit. And what's that supposed to do is now be shared with the world. Can we all stand to our feet right now? I want to pray with you right now. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Let me just pray with every person right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for all the incredible things that you are doing here today. We thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you because we have felt you from the moment we arrived. God, what a perfect night. What an awesome opportunity to come and experience your presence and to be together. But God, right now, I just pray for that person that does not have joy. I pray for that person that needs joy. I pray right now you, they would just begin to feel your presence touching them. 
I pray right now in the name of Jesus, your spirit would just begin to touch the heart of every man, woman, and child in this place, and especially that person, God, that needs joy right now. That person that came out here just on a whim, that person that came out here just because they were invited, that person that came out here with no expectation, would you meet them right now, Father? I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would cut through the noise, that you would cut through the distraction, that you would cut through, Lord God, the facade that maybe they have on right now, and that you, Father, would just reach their heart, that you would touch them, Father, and that you would bring a real feeling of joy in their heart. I pray right now that they would encounter you in such a powerful way. Lord, we've come, and I just pray that we would just, for this moment, surrender everything in your presence and just say, God, would you one more time move in this place and fill our hearts and fill our marriages and fill our homes and fill our lives. We need you, Lord God. I pray that in the hustle of bustle of Christmas that we not lose sight, Lord God, that first and foremost we celebrate your birth, Lord God, and all that it brings. And we thank you, God, because great joy has come, great joy is here, and great joy is going to fill our hearts. In your name we pray. In Jesus' name. I'm going to ask you to keep your head bowed for just a moment. It's my custom to do this at the end of every service. But I'm going to give you an opportunity to respond. If, if you've never said yes to Jesus and you want to say yes to him right now, or if it's been a long time since you said yes to Jesus and, and you just need a fresh start, right now you just, you just want a fresh start. It's, it's, it's been a long time and you've kind of been doing it your way and you know that you got to do it God's way again. I'm going to invite you to respond. We have a way that we do that. On the count of three, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand if you want to say yes to Jesus for the first time or if you want to say yes again. And the reason I do this is because you've got to put your faith into action. There, there has to be some movement on your part that is not telling me, but is telling God, God, I need a fresh start. Or, or God, I say yes right now in this moment. And so this is what we're going to do. If, if you want joy on the inside of you, if, if you want joy in your life, if, if, if you need joy in your marriage, if, if you need joy in your home, if you need joy to just come or peace to come or whatever it is that you feel like you're lacking, if, if you need love to come, I want you to real boldly and real proudly raise that hand up. And again, this isn't for me. This is for your Father in heaven who has seen you. So on the count of three, throw that hand up. One two, three. Come on, put that hand up real big. Real big. I see you. I see you. Thank you. I see you. Come on, throw that hand up real big. I see you. Thank you. I see you. Now, everyone at Lighthouse, can we throw our hands up together for the benefit? We had about a dozen people raise their hands right now. Praise God. And I'm going to pray this prayer. Pray this prayer with me. We're going to invite God in right now. And I do this because some people just don't have the words. So just repeat these words. Father, in the name of Jesus, I receive you into my heart right now. I receive you into my life again. Father, I need this joy. Father, I need this peace. Father, I need your love. I don't understand it all, but God, I just know that I need it. And Father, as I turn to you, I turn away from my life, the way that I've done it, the being in charge, trying to be the one that's running the show, and I surrender to you. I surrender my life. I repent of my sins and I receive you into my heart. Would you come into my life? Would you come into my heart? I surrender my life to you and I receive you as my Lord and I receive you as my Savior. 
for the first time or I receive you once again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Clap your hands and let's worship together. Come on, let's just worship for a few moments together. If this message has blessed your life, I want to encourage you to share this message with others or go online to our website and consider making a donation so that we can continue bringing you content just like today's message. God bless you.